Hello and welcome to episode two of the Jelaine Holder Show. This is the podcast where I talk about my life off the grid and what I'm doing in my business and my life and all of that good stuff. So today I want to talk about living off the grid and how I ended up here, basically. I am not really a country person at all. I grew up on a farm, but then I moved into town. When I say town, the town was like 6,000 people, not a big town. And then it just started getting bigger from there. I lived in Hamilton, which I'm not even sure how many people would live there. 100,000, say. And then I lived in Auckland, which is a million, and London, which is even more millions, and (laughs) Yeah, I lived in Durban in South Africa, which is quite a few millions. And then here we are living in Charleston, which has, I think, 500 people that live here. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the nearest town is Westport, which is 30 kilometers away. And that, I think, has about 4,000 people. So here we are. (laughs) And for someone that is not really a country person, I absolutely love it out here. 31st of October, uh, which is next week from when I'm recording this, will be our one year anniversary of living out here. And it's just been awesome. There's obviously been hard times. It's not all sunshine and roses, as we all know. No life is. But it's just been an adventure, for sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my husband is South African, and he has wanted to live out in the bush his whole life. And since we've known each other, we've kind of been looking at places. We even looked in in South Africa in certain places. Um, We've looked north and northland of New Zealand and uh, other parts of New Zealand and there is a YouTuber called the Kiwi Bushman and he would go out and film videos and put them on YouTube of what his what he was doing and he lived down here on the west coast he lives a few hours south of us um, but through his videos We got to see what the West Coast was like, what it looked like. I have been here before about 10 years ago, but it was just a quick trip. I think maybe a week, if that, driving around. Um, I I really enjoyed it at that time. I didn't think much of it. I never, ever thought that I would be living here, but here we are. (laughs) So when we bought this property, it's three acres and most of it is native New Zealand bush. And there was just a house. The house is pretty new. It's only about four years old. Uh, The house is in awesome condition. And that was a big part of why we wanted it. It's small. It's not a tiny house. It's a bit bigger than a tiny house. It's two bedrooms. It's it's super easy to clean. It's awesome. Like, it's perfect. We, we're um, a couple with a four-year-old son, 
he'll probably, you know, get bigger and we may need a sleep out when he's a teenager. But for now, it's absolutely perfect for us. The house is new. We installed a fireplace and it's warm. Even when the fire's gone out during the night, it's still warm in the morning. It's a heap of insulation. It's amazing. So the house is really cool. We love the house. The property itself is even more amazing, and that's why we bought it, because we can live in a small house if our outside is, um, you know, just what we want, really. And we are close to the river. We're very close to the beach. We're close to the river mouth, you know, where the river comes out into the ocean. We've got amazing little bays rocks there's so many cool things like within a few minute couple of minute drive from our house um along our little bit of road we've got maybe 10 neighbors no one lives here permanently i think there's maybe four holiday houses and we're the only ones here we're coming into christmas and summer holidays soon so i expect we'll see a few people and the road will get a bit busier but (laughs) for now we absolutely love it and when we moved in there was just the house there was nothing else so everything that we've done we've we've done ourselves so we had to put up a shed first and then we started gardens we have um and we didn't want to spend, like, because we had so much money left over from buying the house, we had to prioritize what we were going to spend the money on. And we needed to, that when it's a holiday house, we had to upgrade the solar system to make it suitable for people living here full time. So we spent money on that. We put up a shed, we put up a tunnel house, um, greenhouse. So we've spent money on important things. But then, like, for the gardens, instead of going out and buying timber to make the raised beds, we just went and salvaged stuff from the beach. We got punga trees and driftwood and all of that kind of stuff. We got stones from the beach to make little paths around. We bought a lot of stuff down with us from the Waikato when we moved um, as well. So... Um, we have a friend down the road who we've salvaged like old posts and tin and things like that to make a woodshed and our chicken coop. Even the chickens we got from neighbours. So we're just big into upcycling and recycling and using what we have, investing our money in what we need to invest in and then not wasting it on things that we don't need to. So we grow all our vegetables we're growing from seed because it's a lot cheaper than buying the seedlings and the plants. So some things that aren't growing uh, that we will have to get seedlings for. Um, It could just be that our seeds are a bit old, some of them. So we're just really learning. The first few years are just going to be learning, and every year it's going to get better and better. So our first summer, we had corn and beetroot and heaps of tomatoes, but a lot of our crops didn't work. The capsicums and the eggplants didn't work and our courgette. We had a few strawberry plants. Now we have heaps of strawberry plants. We've got raspberries. We're planting fruit trees. Fruit trees might take a year or two to make fruit, you know. So every year it's just going to get better and better. 
The other awesome thing is we have a really beautiful view of the Nile Valley. We've got beautiful white cliffs. We can see uh, a mountain right now. I'm looking at snow, even though it's nearly November. <laughs> uh, our view is just so amazing. And we're just slowly, slowly, slowly tweaking it and making it our own. So we're really enjoying it here. Um, let me know if you have any questions because I'll do future podcast episodes. I think a lot of people are interested in what we do and how we live. Um, we do rely on the supermarket. Uh, we're not completely self-sufficient. We would like to sort of head that way. We want to, you know, apart from our cat, <laughs> we're not going to eat the cat, <laughs> You know, it's a homestead basically, so animals are food. If chickens lay eggs and then they're going to be food. If we get meat rabbits one day, it's going to be food. If we go hunting and get a deer or a goat, it's food. Um, the cat is the only thing that's safe. <laughs> uh, everything else is going to be food. We've got um, a lot of manuka, which makes beautiful medicinal honey around and we wanted to put bees on, but the local beekeeper has some hives near us, and so it's not really worth it for them to put a hive on our property as such, but all the bees from the nearby hives will come. So the beekeeper just dropped off this huge, I don't even want to know how many kilos of honey it was. It was ridiculous. It's, we're going to have honey for years. <laughs> so we've just been going with honey, and I really want to make, things like soaps out of it when I first moved in here I was big into making um, soaps and candles I made a lot of citronella candles for the sand flies and making my own soap and I'm trying to think what else I make my own deodorant and my own like heel balms and lip balms and healing balms and all of that kind of stuff we've got a kawakawa plant which is very medicinal in New Zealand I don't know if you can get it anywhere else so we've planted a couple of those so I'm excited to be able to use that for healing balms um and what else have we planted? We're planting like herbs, lemon balm and rosemary and oregano and um, thyme. And I belong to a group about wild schooling where people talk about kind of being in nature and connecting with nature. And there was a really good thread in that group about herbal teas. So I'm excited to try some of those just about making do with what we have and using what we have and trying not to buy so much from the supermarket we're trying to reduce our rubbish we burn a lot of our rubbish we don't have that much rubbish because we're trying to grow out when we have our gardens in full bloom during summer we will um rely less on rubbish but even like you know I look at the lunch boxes that some kids take to school and it's just all packet stuff <laughs> so much rubbish because each little individual packet then comes in a bigger packet and it's just it's out of hand all the rubbish that we accumulate and have so um yeah, my kid normally just takes a sandwich and some fruit and a carrot and maybe a homemade biscuit or something like that. <coughs> we just really want to 
reduce the amount of rubbish, rely on what we have, be resource rich. The West Coast is ridiculous. If you've got, if you kind of have the mentality that you want to do it yourself, you can do that. Like there's so many stones. We have this beautiful stone wall by our greenhouse and we just went and got all the stones from the river. Like they were free. Uh, we're lucky we have a friend with a property where we could go and get topsoil and um, also got like tin and post to make the chicken coop. We've had chicken wire given to us so we could make the chicken coop and uh, we have a lot of wood on our property. So we've cut down, we had a pine or a tree, it was a pine tree that had fallen over before we even bought it. And so we cut all that up for firewood. We have manuka that we cut up for firewood and manukas, it grows very quickly. So there's always little plants that are still growing. And yeah, so that's about it really. Um, let me know what else you would like to know about here living off the grid so when i say we're off the grid we are on solar power so all of our power comes from the sun when it's winter and a bit rainy we do have a backup generator that we use that um we use to do a load of laundry and if we're cutting wood we have a power chainsaw so if we if we're cutting up wood we will use the chainsaw and use the generator for that our system won't cope with the chainsaw in summer it's pretty good we can do loads of washing but we do washing we don't do washing at night we do washing during the day <coughs> toaster if we put our toaster on it <laughs> puts strain on the system so we don't really use a toaster we eat cereal for breakfast or we just use our, our cast iron frying pan and just make toast on that they have camping toast toasters that you um but we haven't got one of those actually and we do have gas so our hot water and our cooking is on gas. In winter, we just cook on our fireplace. We save heaps of money on gas just by cooking on the fire. Plus, it warms the house up as well. It's not connected to the hot water. The hot water's uh, on the gas. And water, we have our water tank. We have a water tank that's 10,000 litres. It's just from rain. It is delicious. When I go into Westport, I take water with me because I can't drink the water in town. Um, it is so delicious. We were really paranoid the first year we moved in about water, but we really didn't need to. Uh, we went and checked our tank and it was still Oh, <laughs> we do for the gardens go down to the river and get buckets of water and I read a meme on Facebook that said something along the lines of you don't know the value of water until you have to carry it in buckets or have to carry it yourself or something like that and it's so true like we appreciated every drop of water that we had <laughs> uh, when we had to carry it all in buckets so we would drive down to the river fill the buckets up and then play in the river, swim in the river in summer and then bring the water home. In winter it's not so bad because we have, well, we've had less plants plus it rains more often in winter on the west coast. It's pretty raining even now in spring. 
um, but we don't really have to worry about water. Our sewer, sewage system, we have a septic tank that um, we live on a terrace, so we've got a huge cliff in front of us, and our septic tank gets treated, goes through the treatment system that most of them go through, and then it just empties out over the bank. Um, so that's awesome. We hardly ever have to worry about getting it pumped out or anything like that. Sometimes we smell it when the window when when it's emptying out and the wind is blowing the wrong way, but <laughs> it's not that bad and it doesn't happen that often. And so yeah, that's about it. Let me know if there's anything else you want to know. The other really cool thing that we found out recently was that our neighbor came around and told us that we have a gold mine on our property. So we climbed down. There's a huge hole to climb down. And the tunnel itself is probably 100 meters long. And you can fully stand up in it because it's a proper enclosed tunnel. And, yeah, no gold yet. <laughs> We've looked. Uh, but we have got some glowworms, which is really awesome. It is a bit of a mission to get into the gold mine at the moment. Uh, we've only taken a few friends down there. We haven't taken that many people to have a look. So we need to make the access a bit easier and then we can let our friends and families go in there and and check it all out. So that was really cool. And there's heaps of... Um, like this was an old gold mining town from about 1860 and you can just see evidence of gold miners around they've dug trenches everywhere and we haven't found anything cool like old tools or things of interest yet but yeah I'll keep you posted for now we're just excited that we have this gold mine and all these cool trenches and some of it's kind of growing back you know it's well over 100 years 150 years and just the native native bush that's growing back looks a lot like fairy fairies would live there or just very old and ancient kind of bush it's just so cool Love exploring in there. We haven't done too much over winter. It's just been too wet. But in, winter, in summer, when everything kind of dries out a bit, we will definitely be exploring more. We're cutting trails and finding awesome things to see and do. And that's just on our property. Like, that's not even kind of in our area. So, yeah, it's very, very awesome. We absolutely love it. So, yeah, let me know if there is anything else that you want to know about living off the grid. Yes, we have Wi-Fi. Um, that's about it, though. We don't have, uh, I don't have cable TV or even Netflix or anything like that. We just use the Wi-Fi, and so we're connected to the grid in that respect, <laughs> but just our electricity and our water and our sewage are the main things that are not connected to the town supply, which is quite cool. We can survive out here, and as long as we've got food, which is growing, all our little seeds are growing and getting planted out slowly as they get big enough. Um, there's lots of hunting and fishing around here. There's white bait season at the moment, <coughs> which a lot of people are doing, that little tiny fish that super popular on the west coast and soon there'll be more fishing and lots of mussels and seafood and just live in a very resource 
resourceful and resourceful area. That's really awesome. So thank you very much for listening. I'm going to end it now and I shall keep you posted on what we are doing. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. I'm excited to get the next episode out to you as soon as possible. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.